All right, so we went and saw a movie in the theater. The Show Place. MJR. Halloween Ends came out today. Maybe last night at midnight or something like that. Yeah. I reckon there was probably some midnight showings. Yeah. One year ago today, we watched Halloween Kills. That's not true. I think it was later. <laughs> Eating Soup Alone is a podcast hosted by me, Christopher Crumlin, and co-hosted by Nicholas Johnson. We try our best to ramble incoherently about a handful of movies at least once a week. Uh, so yeah, we went and saw Halloween Ends. We did. Ending we did. our year-long uh, <laughs> review of all the Halloween movies. Um, how many are there? Eleven. Eleven? No, I just guessed that. Okay. Halloween, Halloween 2, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, Halloween 4, Return of Michael Myers, Halloween 5, Revenge of Michael Myers, Halloween 6, Curse of Michael Myers, Halloween 7, H2O, oh. Halloween 8, uh, Resurrection. Also, I did burp, and that's because I'm having a Guinness. Um, and then there was the Rob Zombie one, Rob Zombie 2, then there was Halloween, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. So 13, I think? Sure. We can I'm impressed that, that you remembered all the subtitles to all of them. <laughs> that was insane. Um, I'm like your resident horror rain man. Yeah. So, as you may remember, we watched all of them last year. I, I, you know what's the most surprising? Huh. Even the bad ones. Yeah. I remember more than the Friday the 13th movie we watched two days ago. <laughs> um, so, we open up with uh, a seemingly unimportant little scene where a guy's babysitting a little baby yeah sitting right on him and his parents are going off to a halloween party it's halloween 2019 one year after the last movie Mm -hmm. and um they leave uh after dropping a little bit of oh ever since the michael myers stuff he's scared of the dark you know what i'm saying yep but he doesn't seem to be no no yeah because you're like yeah mom's like he's he sucks he's scared we hate him but yeah get him to bed to watch yeah. scary movies and he doesn't seem to be like that yeah um then we uh they sit down to watch a movie they're watching john carpenter's the thing um after a little while the kid starts you know they just kind of go bickering a little bit back and forth right um seems like michael's in the house for a second for a lot of seconds that's yeah. kind of how they set it up absolutely you know he goes off to go get some chocolate milk and some uh, zucchini bread. Suddenly there's a loud noise. He goes to check on the kid. Can't find the kid. He's going through the house. Ends up locked in the uh, attic, it seems like. He's freaking out. Parents are getting home. He's like, this isn't funny, Jeremy. Open up the door. Open up the door. Kicks the door open. Actually kicks the fucking kid off of, like, what is that, the sixth floor? Yeah. They, Those are uh, some winding stairs. Chris, I didn't think about it until right now. Yeah. There are so many floors in this house. Yeah. Enough that they should have an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> so, or a nanny, like a professional to watch their son. This was by far the most shocking thing about this movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, when that happened, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, we looked at each other. Yeah. It was that kid hits the ground, and, like, you don't see him hit the ground, mm-hmm. but you see him bounce back into frame after hitting the ground. Yeah. He hits that ground so hard. It's a moment kind of like that moment in Hereditary where I was like, damn, it's this kind of movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Title sequence starts. Um, love it. I like the blue font. I like that it's a little bit hazy and grainy. Uh, the pumpkins, I like them ripping open almost as if there's a pumpkin inside of them growing to maturity and breaking its outer shell. Uh, that goes on for a while. It's great. Fantastic title. From here, scene to scene, I might lose it a little bit. But oh, also the titles um, are that like fuzzy blue from like the 70s ones. Mm -hmm. Chef's Kiss. Yeah. Love it. I feel like movie titles never should have gotten away from that. <laughs> Love to see it. We meet Laurie Strode and Allison. Correct. Uh, her granddaughter. In my opinion, Laurie Strode is where, me personally, I'm not saying it was the right or wrong thing to do. It's just my taste. This is the Laurie Strode I would want to have seen from the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You. That's right. You're always complaining about yeah. gun-ho Terminator. Yeah, it's weird to me. It's just Laurie weird. Strode. Yeah. Um, I don't mind her being able to hold her own or anything like that. It's not like that. It's just it's just weird to have her like at a dinner and just be like, mm. all I think about is killing Michael. It's just weird. But I do like her like uh, focusing on like healing and stuff like that, writing yeah. the book and stuff like that. Writing her memoirs, just like yeah. Scream 4. It's good. Um, they pitter-patter for a little while. It's Halloween night. Her granddaughter's going to a party. That's all well and good. Uh, maybe we shouldn't be the t total scene. This well, it's gonna be spoiled full. It's gonna be chock full. Of oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, we're talking about every minute of this movie. Yeah. So they then also we're basically by this point, it's clear to us that that beginning little vignette thing was not just like a a little example of like how the general Michael Myers fear has affected the community. That is a huge theme of this. Yeah, it keeps being revisited. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't totally mind that, but there are some things I don't mind about this movie. Um, at this point, I'm still in. I think his name is Corey, right? Yeah, Corey. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Tell me, Jarvis. Yeah. He's he's uh, not gone to jail. Works at a, a dump now, like a little junkyard. With his stepdad? I think it's a stepdad. Yeah. Did not go to engineering college like he told the mom that he would. And there are some neighborhood punks that really... I mean, they punk him. They punk him out. They're in the marching band, and yeah. they bully this guy. It's yeah. They're wearing Letterman jackets as well for some yeah. reason. I don't get it. They step to him. Oh, they really do. They, they go, really hey, do. Man, can you buy us some beer? And he goes, yeah. no. They give him a, hey, mister. And they go, okay, hey, mister, yeah. we're going to kick your shit in now. Yeah, they do. They really do. They fall um, down on some glass. Yeah. Cuts his hand wide open. Laurie Strode saves the day to a degree. Oh, cuts oh. their little tire. So right from the rip, this movie does something that I think the entire series has done, but this one's like the most blatant, where they like revisit an idea for the past and like try to take it, you know, take it seriously and whatnot. Yeah. This one, they try to do the Jamie Lloyd thing, where like she's, oh, is she gonna be the killer? But they're like, no, he's genuinely gonna be the killer. Oh yeah. Um, there was a point during this movie, uh, where I was having a little bit of fun. Yeah. Because I was like, this motherfucker should have been called Halloween 11, Son of Michael. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> I was like, look at this, I, Michael Daddy. I like Michael uh, as a daddy. I don't. He's a I, daddy. I, it no, was... I'm not saying I like it in a good way. No, like, that's okay, a good okay. movie. No, 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 no. I'm I, just uh, saying, like, in a shitty movie fun way, I was like, okay, Michael Daddy's funny as fuck. That's funny. Yeah, I, yeah, this is just like, this is w what I loved about the last one. Yeah. But in a way I didn't love. Yeah. I was yeah. like, because it was just throwing me off the whole time. Yeah. It's an unhinged movie. It's this unhinged. Movie, yeah. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah. I, yeah. Like there's that scene where he's in the sewer. Yeah. And I was like, that's Michael Myers. No, at first, the first thing you see is like the camera goes under a bridge. And I was like, that'd be so funny if Michael's living under a bridge. Yeah. And Michael's kind of living under Michael's a bridge. Michael's living under a bridge. In like a little like sewer grate under yeah. a bridge. And 
Yeah, like when he attacks him in that sewer and they make eye contact. Yeah. And he sees into his soul or whatever. Yeah. I was like, oh no. So yeah, our little Corey, everybody in the town does not believe that he accidentally killed this kid. They all they all call him the psycho babysitter. Mm. Killed the little baby. And yes, yeah, somehow he has some sort of spirit bond with, uh, with, 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 with Michael. Again, kind of like the Jamie Lloyd thing. Or the Tommy Jarvis thing. Um... And yet, so to talk about that, one of the scenes that really threw me off is like when he brings that, I think his name is Doug, the boyfriend who's also a cop of oh, Allison that's no longer. Yeah. Who is also 15 years older than her, it She's seems. much older, yeah. Allison. He follows him for a little bit. He takes him down to the bridge and drags him into the uh, sewer. And this is one of the dialogue choices, in my opinion, that are suspect. Um, he like throws the guy at him and he tells Michael he's like help me I need something from you show me how you do it and stuff yeah very weird stuff yeah very weird stuff uh, it's every time he talks to Michael it's strange yeah and I I just I don't know I just every time you see Michael just hiding away yeah. in that little little uh, little sewer 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 runoff drain thing yeah. I don't know what you would call it it's just fucking weird yeah I just I that's my bit. We 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 literally just got back from seeing this. Yeah, I do not. I have no clear, concrete thoughts or ideas or opinions on this movie. Like yeah. everything about it, I'm like, that's unhinged. I don't yeah. know how to. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good way to put it. I mean, like from the rip, you get that scene that, like I said, is a shocker, huge shocker. Yeah, love that title sequence happens, and then, um, it's kind of normal for a little while. You meet Jamie. You see what she's doing. With her, you know, book. book and her granddaughter and them living together. And that's all nice. Yes. Um, her granddaughter's like a nurse. And uh, Corey, you know, has a job with his stepdad and whatnot. Things aren't great, but they're also not awful. He could be in prison right now. Yeah. Um, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis tries to set up those two together. And it's at the beginning, all right. I'm like, okay, I get it. Trauma bonding a little bit. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Um, then... Uh, well, this is probably not the first. I, I, it's a little bit of a mess in my head, but there's the scene where he gets pushed off the bridge by the, the marching band kids again. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, no, no. That's ahead. I'm thinking ahead. How? No, no, I'm not. He. Okay, so he wakes up the next day, and then he accidentally kills... That homeless guy. The homeless guy, which when yeah. that happened, again, it was an unhinged moment where I was like, how the fuck is this guy going to accidentally kill two people in his life? This guy's got a bad case of the fucking... Uh, he's got a case of the jinx. Yeah. He's going full Robert Durst in this movie. What the fuck? And then this is... It's something I don't understand about this movie. It's... Well, no, I guess I do understand it. It happens in a lot of movies. But people say things to each other. And then people either don't respond to it or respond in a way that feels like they're responding to something else. Yeah. Because he immediately goes to see Allison. And they had a fight the night before because they were dancing at a club. Oh, I totally skipped over that. Yeah. yeah they're I dancing mean, at a party, and he's feeling great because it's the first time he's been in public in a long, long time. Yeah. And he's doing great, and they're dancing, and they're having a great time, and he walks over to the bar and goes, ah, oh, shit, fuck, bro, let me get a beer. And then the mom of the dead boy goes, Brutal scene. Oh, you're just out here dancing? I was having a hard time looking her in the face. When dancing with your little friends, and yeah. he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, oh, you're sorry? And I'm yeah. like, oh, no. Yeah, I And know. she chases him out of the bar. Allison goes, hey, listen, I know what it's like. That, that's why I like you. That's why I like being with you. Bad. If you're saying that out loud, you should understand that's bad. Um, and he goes, no, you don't. I'm the monster. You're the survivor. 
you don't understand. And he storms off, gets pushed off the bridge, wakes up, kills a homeless person, goes to her the next day, goes... Lori sees him outside standing behind the bush like Michael, and I went... Yeah, I was like, oh, no. Yikes. And then she goes outside, and he pops up behind her yeah. like a Muppet yeah. and scares her. I was like, her. oh, my God, he's got the Michael Myers now. Yeah, and he... Yeah. There's, all, there's this whole thing about contagious and disease. Yeah, because it, it's, it's... It's an evil. Chris, it's COVID. I know. Like, the last one was yeah. QAnon? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, okay, sorry. It's, meets Michael... Gets the gets the boogans. Let's go back for a quick second. I want to go back to when he goes home to his parents and they're eating sloppy fucking spaghetti. Oh, and, and his, his mom mom's has glass spaghetti all over that milk. Did you see that glass? Disgusting. Like Disgusting. it's supposed to be a bit, but also it's too much spaghetti to be on a glass. I want to take a couple of things we've been doing from the Friday the Thirteenth uh, series and ask you a couple questions. One of them is, who's your favorite character in this? For for me, it's the stepdad, Ron. Oh yeah, Ron. Oh, Ron rips. God, I'm just gonna jump ahead to the scene where his mom, out of anger, smacks Corey up the head. Yeah, and it just like lingers on him for a second. Then it cuts to his dad drinking a beer in the corner, and everyone just goes, "I hope you find love someday." Or something like his that. mom. His mom smacks him across the face and goes, "Oh, I'm sorry," and then kisses him on the mouth. Yeah, and then everyone in the theater laughed, and that made me laugh very hard. Yeah. Um, my favorite character is. It's not Ron. Ron, I think, yeah. Um, Ron's a blast. You don't see a lot of him. Yeah. But he's nice. I like. He comes in late to work. He's like, fuck, you're late. I'm like, uh-oh, bad boss. Yeah. And then he goes, come with me for a second. I went, uh-oh, Corey's getting fired. <laughs> and he goes, I'm giving you a motorcycle so yeah. you're not late anymore. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, Ron. Great boss. Yeah, great yeah. boss, great stepdad. Love him. I don't know how bad I derailed you earlier, but. Pretty, 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 dra pretty drastically. Okay, go ahead. Go back on your little, get on the rails. Of people saying things that don't make sense sure. or having conversations that yeah, don't make sense. I think that's where you He gets the boogans from Michael. He kills a homeless guy. The goes, boogans? Yeah. He goes and sees uh, Allison and goes, can we just walk? And they go and they have a walk. And he goes, I killed somebody. And then they just move on. Yeah. And she never asked. I, maybe she assumed he's talking about the kids. Yeah. That's why I think when they went to the house and yeah, he like, told okay. her about it. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I will also say... I don't think it's a good idea. It was just the first thing that popped in my head when we were watching the movie initially. We get to the point where she's good. Mm -hmm. She's just a normal lady. She's writing a book, living with her granddaughter. And I was thinking, like, yeah, like, if you were going to do, like, a... I'm not saying it would be a great movie, but if you were going to do a 40-year um, anniversary, like, just for fun fan service, like, let's get Jamie Lee Curtis back one time and let's just make a Halloween... I was like, well, maybe a good idea would be that she's suspicious and on edge and, you know, she, she knows survival stuff and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, sure. Um, but one of the big bits of drama is that uh, she keeps butting into, like, her granddaughter or her daughter's, like, life in the way that she end up, ends up doing in, in this movie with the, the, the boyfriend. Yeah. And I think that core spine is not the worst idea. I think overall the movie, not very good. But uh, I do, it's almost like Son of Frankenstein, like the idea of like, again, I'm not vouching for this being good. I'm just saying that like there was an element where like I could, I, I could almost like it because it almost reminds me of like, um, you know, the inspector becoming friends with Frankenstein, Frankenstein inheriting his granddad's yeah. castle, not wanting to be a Frankenstein, but then Igor comes along and says, hey, yep, help the monster for me. And there's like this like thing. So I, I do kind of like the idea of like Jamie being like, hey, the boy you're dating is bad. And the girl being like, no, he's not bad. But then he's also killing people on the side or whatever. But it's not good necessarily. Yeah. 
interesting perhaps it's, I, don't I, I don't yeah no I just I, it's my yeah. biggest my biggest problem with this movie is that that's unfortunately most of the movie yeah but I don't like the idea of new boyfriend becoming new Michael because yeah. he got the boogans yeah I don't I, like that part of it that's one of the tricky things about horror sequels is like how like it's obvious it's 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 like the tightrope between people want more of Michael or Freddy or Jason but except for Freddy these characters you know and how how long can a mass murderer just keep doing mass murders kind of a thing yeah. so at a certain point you know one of the ways you could freshen it up is like oh it's somebody else this time but people hate that because they want every single Jason. time yes so then you have to have Michael there so yeah. you have to have Michael give him the boogans and that part's weird like and be it dad is, yeah and not in a good way not in the way that I like Jason lives but this is it's like almost like a fucking like universal thing where like Frankenstein's living in the basement and then like you know what I mean and like yeah. it's so odd it's almost like a Hellraiser thing like I've never seen Hellraiser but like how like Hellraiser like I, I there's like a, a guy in the basement I guess who's like all just messed up parts and then people are dying above him and like the blood drips on him and like brings him back to life kind of a thing it's like one of those weird things where they they go supernatural Michael again is what I'm trying to say is like Corey starts bringing him people, and as he kills more people, he gets more power, which is also odd to a degree. Yeah, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. Like, when he gets, like, that first guy in there, he's, like, and, like kind of stumbling yeah. around and stuff like that. Yeah. But then he gets stronger as he gets more evil, yeah. which I loved about the last one. It's it's so... I, I'm going to say it again. It's it's The last one is exactly like this. It's like, hey, let's take something people don't like about the old ones and mm. make it good. And contrary to my opinions everybody hated that one i yeah. thought it beat ass and then they did it this time and like they did kind of put their own t- spin on it but i just didn't yeah, it just didn't click with me yeah I just i can't there's I can't, a lot I of can't. things that just remind me of like yeah that era uh of horror movies movies and them trying to like pay homage but also be like hey we can do this well now like the whole radio dj thing is like straight in my opinion, like straight out of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre two or something, you know, like, or Twin Peaks season three, yeah, yeah, uh, and it's kind of leads to that fun scene, but it could just not even be in the movie, almost, you know. Yeah, why did he cut his tongue off? Yeah, that felt weird for talking. It felt preemptive, like oh, cool, so yeah. there's scissors here already. Like I, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, here's a couple of things that are odd to me as well. Again, do I like them? No. Are they inherently bad? Not necessarily. Do I think they're good? No. But somewhere in the middle of that, there's my opinion. Um, the mask that she gives him for the Halloween party is the mask that he starts wearing as Michael. Yeah, when they go out together. Yeah, and he goes and kills the doctor. Yeah. Presumably because of the way that she talked to, or he talked to her. Yep, passed her up on the promotion. Yeah, yeah passed her up on the promotion and stuff. Um, the other thing that's odd to me was, uh, you missed it, but like, there's another scene, there are a lot of little things that Corey does that are Michael-esque. Um, you went to the bathroom, but... Oh yeah, we should do that, we should tell each other the scenes we missed when we went and peed. Yeah. Because neither of us cared about this movie that much. <laughs> They're sitting on top of the radio station. Okay. Um, very romantic scene. He's got his back up against like the half wall. I will say that's something that they do really well. Yeah. You see him do some crazy stuff, and then you get a scene of the two of them on a motorcycle just driving. It gets drive for a second. It gets drive for a second. Yeah. And I'm like, those, so romantic. Those I drop a synthy song while they're riding on a yeah. motorcycle together. Oh, Chris, nothing gets me like that. Yeah. So they're sitting on the top of this radio station. He's got his back to the half wall, you know, on the edge, and she's laying on his chest. 
and they're just bathed in the red neon from the big radio tower. And he's talking about how he's like, we just got to get the fuck away here from here. And when I get the way fuck away from here, I don't want to do it alone. I want Gonna you to come with me. Down. I'll light the match. Yeah. Oh, I like the match. That's one of my least favorite lines. Uh-huh. But I feel like, I mean, that's, I don't know if it's just unavoidable when you're writing these movies or whatever, but that has been a, one of my problems with like the movies throughout the whole thing is, you know, I think all three of them are very sound. I think they're very much so like done with, um, with, um, sound. Yeah. You can hear them. <laughs> I think they're all done with uh, skill and uh, respect. Uh, I think it's it's definitely handled very well. These movies look great, um, and they're definitely all they have to be. I mean, they're they're you know they're definitely the equivalent of like in the seventies or eighties. If you liked hash, slashers more than like The Exorcist, you know, same yeah. thing here. Like, you're gonna get some bad dialogue. You're gonna get some narrative plots that don't necessarily make sense. Is that a big deal? Not necessarily. Um, but yeah, there have been, there are some suspect lines throughout the whole thing. Like even when they're doing the flashback to the last one, like just when, uh, like Tommy Doyle comes in, she's like, go find him and stuff like mm -hmm. that. It's like, ugh, this is a little, you know, but, um, yeah, that's the, the, I'll light the match is another example. Um, there's another one where he's, he gets up on the ledge of the, the radio station or whatever. And she's like, you're crazy. You're not going to jump or something. Whatever she says. And he's like, you're just afraid you don't have enough bandages to fix me or something like that. And then he jumps. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Corey, no. And then she looks down and he just landed on like a smaller ledge or whatever. But then he hangs off that ledge. And she's like, are you suicidal? He's like, I'm not interested in immortality. And then he falls. And he's laying there for a second. And then he sits up like Michael, which is another one of those moments like the mm. Lori seeing him stand around the corner. The scene you missed. Okay was remember when she goes to Corey's mom's house yeah after that she goes to the bar and talks to the woman who is in the last one but she's also the little girl from the first one okay she's the bartender mm -hmm. um she tells him tells her like yo this Corey kid he's got i can see in his eyes he's got the boogans she's like there's someone i think you should talk to a ron or whatever his name is and it's the dad of the little boy and he's there just shooting pool in a suit after work with his five o'clock shadow because he's depressed. And he was like, I always knew Corey was a good kid, even after what happened happened. Um, even all the way through the trial, I knew Corey was a good kid and wouldn't hurt anybody. And the other day I saw him walking down the street and I thought, hey, I should go talk to him. Prove my bitch wife wrong. He didn't say bitch. I added that. Prove my wife wrong. Uh, and when I pulled up to him and it's like, it shows like a flashback. It's, it's a little washed out. So, you know, it's a flashback and he's walking down the street and it's like recently after he probably right after he killed that homeless man, I'm going to guess he goes, and I looked in his eyes and I saw the boogans and I was like, Oh, that's, I believe that that engineer, that, that potential engineer did not kill my son, but that guy I saw is not him. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, a little bit of flip, because in the beginning he seems like the dick and she seems so sweet. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, eventually we're in full-fledged Michael mode. Uh, oh, if he crawls back into the sewer one more time, and he's like, I know Give what I need mask. from you. Give me that mask. Yeah, and he wrestles with him a little bit. And this is another scene where I was like, Michael, Dad, he's like a Papa Bear or something like that. He ain't going to talk it out. You guys got to wrestle a little bit. It's so. prom night. Corey's home drunk. He wants to fight Dad. <laughs> yeah. So you know what? That gets the fucking it gets a thumbs up from me. That shit is ridiculous and a fucking funny. That's like, great. Yeah. yeah. 
And he he beats that old man up to he the ground. Beats the fuck out of his dad. And takes the mask and runs. Takes and his dad mask. And he sits up because yeah. that's a superpower. Oh, yeah. Um. Eventually, we get to the point where like Laurie is just like, "Hey, that boy is trouble," and she's like, "I don't give a fuck. I want double," and she leaves. <laughs> um. Laurie very sad. You think she's about to kill herself? Yeah. She's like taking some booze upstairs. She pulling her gun out of the safe. Calls the cops. Says, "I'd like to report a suicide at one, two, three, every street." And um, then she puts the gun up to her little head or whatever, and you're watching a wall, and boom, brains splatter on the wall. Uh-uh, pumpkin brains. She shot a pumpkin. Michael, come in. Not Michael, Corey. She's like, you son of a bitch. Shoots him twice. I, 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 it's cheesy, but yeah. I, I do kind of like that scene where it cuts to Corey's point of view looking yeah. through the door, and you see the pumpkin splatter against the wall. Yeah. And then the door opens, and it's Lori, and she's got the gun pointing right at the camera, and she goes, did you really think I'd kill myself? Because yeah. she's talking to us, Chris. we got to pause for a second, because we also skipped over the whole scene where he lures the marching band kid yeah. back to the junkyard. This part is the where the brutal is, happens. Yeah. Um, the kids have some plan to, like, drag his motorcycle and, like, fuck it up or whatever, but then, uh-oh, what looks like the truck from the first movie turns its headlights on, and uh, all had hell breaks loose. At first, you put a drumstick in Brad's eye or whatever that guy the hell. I hated that kid. Yeah. Um, he runs down uh, a couple of girls with a truck, which is another moment where, like, again, like throughout the whole movies, you know, uh, I don't know if I brought it up in the other two movies or whatever, but like it's another movie ripped straight from the bad ones that they try to do, like with some yeah. grace, where like he chases somebody in a car. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so he runs over a fence with the girl on the other side and she gets trapped underneath it Mm -hmm. pretty horrifying but I don't feel like they linger on enough for it to be scary yeah like I feel like that's a concept that has the potential to like make me as unsettled as I am when I'm watching um, Sidney Prescott climb over Ghostface from the back of a cop car yeah you know where I'm just like fucking go but uh, no he takes a blowtorch to that one dude's mouth that's fucking disgusting Um, wrenches that girl in the back of the head and then he just stomps out that that poor girl's head after killing it. Oh no. Main bad boy of the bunch. Shoots Ron. Shoots Ron. Sucks because he's another one of those. Yeah, it's one of those scenes that I feel like is a bummer. Yeah, but I feel like it's all supposed to like tie back into that whole like everybody being rashed because they're so scared, right? Like he's shooting at Michael. Even the guy's like, oh, don't, don't, don't shoot yet. And then he stands up and gets shot. Um, but um, there's a bunch of stuff like that that we glossed over, like people, shots of people killing themselves or like accidentally killing, yeah. like, you know, cops being at scenes and being like, you think Michael did this? And they're like, Michael did And Lori's always there for some reason. Yeah. Um, but the girl that gets run over, she's always nice to him when they're beating him up. They're yeah. like, hey, come on, guys, stop. And he Don't. stomps the shit out of her head. He stomps the shit out of her head. I thought for a minute, when he's standing over her, she's under the fence and under the car, and he's looking at her, I was like, bro. If he takes that mask off, like, looks at her, and gives her the boogans, <laughs> I'm walking out. <laughs> but to backtrack for a quick second, I don't mind the town being obsessed in this way. Um, like I said, I didn't really care for the whole evil dies tonight thing, but I do like all the little shots of people who are like, oh, you think it was my... I don't like how much they say Michael Myers, though. It's like one of those things where like you say pencil enough, and eventually it's just a nothing yeah, a word. Yeah, a word starts yeah. to become a sound. Yeah. I definitely like, you know, um, I know I'm, f- yeah, look at me, Mr. Went to Film School. I like when they call him the shape in the first movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's just nice. Or the boogeyman. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I just wish they had something else. Like, even if they're just like, you think he did it? 
Yeah. It's just one of those things where it's like, we as the audience, you don't have to say Michael Myers. We know Michael Myers. We know, you know what I mean? And the people of Haddonfield, for no. sure, know Michael Myers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I do like the idea that everybody's still, like, bothered by it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially since he's yeah. on the run. Yeah, he's just a loose. He's, he's a loose out there. He killed, like, uh, 40 people in the last movie and then just booked it. Well, I have two questions. Go well, ahead. Nobody has been in the sewers? Who wants to go in the sewers? Well, yeah, because it ties into my next question. What about the toxic sludge that comes at midnight? That's a great point. Yeah, and then we everybody just be, knows that sewers have toxic sludge that fills the whole thing. It could at midnight. just be, it could just be New York, though. <laughs> okay, we'll get to that in the next episode. Yeah, um, <laughs> but anyways, back to our brain splatter pumpkin head. Ah, uh, yes, that's where we were. She pops him twice in the chest, and he falls off the just like the little boy. He just like the little boy. The little but luckily, Laurie Strode lives in a two-story house instead of a yeah. four-story house. So. And he's got a little bit of the boogans in him, so he, that, the two slugs don't kill him. Mm-hmm. And there's a situation where they're standing there, they got a little kind of a face-off, and she's like, hey, do it, sucker. She goes, blam, blam, and shoots him oh, yeah, the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, she empties, empties it out. Out. And she's he grabs like, the knife, and he's like, don't... He grabs the knife and he's like, don't think I won't. And then Allison drives up and she goes, Allison's gonna know. You think you could have been with my hot granddaughter? Yeah. And he goes, if I can't have her, no one can. Don't know what that means. Whatever. Yeah, I hate that he keeps saying that. Yeah. Because it's like, it's one of those things that it's like not a big deal. But also it's like the most cliche line of dialogue he uses twice. Oh yeah, we missed the scene where he's sleeping at the dead kid's house because his mom kicked him out. And then Lori sees him there and she's like, yo, I'll get you help with your boogans but you're getting away from my granddaughter yeah. and he goes if I can't have her no one can yeah anyway there's also a scene where he tells Allison that your grandma wants to kill me yeah whatever anyways this is one of my least fa- uh, favorite I mean this in a good way I love it but it like really unsettles me I hate in movies when people do shit like stab themselves in the neck in a situation where it's gonna look like you stabbed them in the neck yeah I know it happens in other movies. I can't think of another example, but that's like, like that's a that's a prime example of like, oh shit, that's stressful. You know, oh, like, yeah, how do you get yourself yeah. out of this? Like, it reminds me of uh, I know you haven't seen it, but it's soft spoilers. North by Northwest, there is a point where like someone ends up like with like kind of a knife in their back in like a very public setting, and like instinctually, our main character grabs the knife, or whatever, and then like the fuck, it's the it's at the UN, so like the press turns around and takes a picture of him with a knife in the back, kind of a thing, and now he's wanted for murder. Oof. Yeah. And it's just it's it's one of those things that's just a little surreal because it wouldn't happen in real life, but it's just yeah. believable enough yeah, that no, you're you're uh, in this nightmare you mean, scenario yeah. now where you're like, well, what if I did have my hand on the knife, you know? Absolutely. So Allison walks in and she's like, "What did you do, you monster?" And she runs away. <laughs> um, and Lori just goes, "Well, I'm just gonna sit on the floor now, I guess." And he's arrested. It's very stressful. Great point. Um, and then she sees her doors open. And she can she can feel the boogans. Yeah. She knows something's happening. Yeah. Michael comes in. He gets his mask back. Um, takes the knife out of Corey's hand. Yeah, I think he scoops it up. Because Corey wakes up again because he has just a little bit of boogans left. Mm-hmm. And then Michael kills him. Oh, yeah, kills Michael him. kills him. Yeah. Too bad. Too bad. I guess. Makes him a bad dad. Up until that point, I thought he was a pretty good dad. Yeah. I well, like Daddy Michael just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Well, his son beat him up, so he had a... I don't think... I don't know. It's it's something I've been thinking about a lot, is like, it's so fun to watch bad movies. Oh, absolutely. It really yeah. is. Oh, Chris, I had a blast with this movie. Yeah. I'd like that to be clear. Like, I, I the reason why I said that is because I, I, I had to bite my tongue, because so I was like, I'll never watch this fucking thing again. 
I'll probably watch it again. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking about signing up for Peacock so I can watch it tomorrow. Um, and then it's just him and him and Lori duking it out, and they fight for a long time, mm-hmm. stabbing, gouging, punching, kicking. She stabs him in the arm or in the hand against her countertop. And then, like, flips him around so his arm's backwards, and then she just throws him on the table so his arm's clearly broken. Yeah. Still stabs to the thing, and then she stabs him in Allison's the other arm. there, yeah. She comes back after a train stops her, and she gets the call about the police. The police are like, your mom called it, or your, step, your, your grandma called it a suicide. Is she okay? <laughs> That's something I like to bring up. When she runs away, Lori tries to call her, and she looks at her phone, and it says that Lori is calling. Chris, is your grandmother in your phone by Wait, her first name? No, no, no. Name? I think Lori is the name of her friend, if I'm not mistaken. The redhead who keeps talking about fucking and stuff. I think that might be Lori. She's already dead. Oh, okay. Then I'm wrong. Lori is... Is that really what's going on there? Yeah. Let, well, what the fuck? Why would, me... why would her friend's name also be Lori? A little homage. To a character that's already in this movie? What character? Lori Strode? Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Hang on. Our main character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. What the fuck is going... Yeah, that would be very strange. How do you feel about people who call their parents by their first name instead of mom and dad? Do you do that? I'm like, what are you, Bart Simpson? Come on. Do you ever do it? No, no, no. Yeah, I've never done it. Jamie the Curse is Laurie, Laurie Stroud, Nick Castle. Bro, it has to be the case. You're absolutely right. What the fuck? In my mind, when I saw that scene, I was like, ah, she's probably got a friend named Laurie. Because my first thought was like, ah, that's weird. But then I just explained it away by being like, oh, she's probably got a friend named Laurie. No, I, I've been thinking about it the whole time. That's um, very odd. And then they push her refrigerator on top of Michael Myers, and he tries to choke her. Which got like, a gasp out of the audience. There's a point where like you think, like, oh, for sure he's dead, and then he wah, grabs Oh, yeah, at, at this point, our audience is hooting, and they are hollering. Yeah, this is where the hoots and the hollers start. Um, so they, he's choking her. People are hooting. People are hollering. We're getting flashbacks from all the movies. Yes. And she's like, because she just slit his throat. And uh-huh. they're like, oh, well, we're going to die at the same time. And is this then, a little bit of their soul bond? Is this a little bit of their boogans? That he, they're, sh- they're swapping boogans. Because yeah. it reminds me of the scene earlier when Michael gives Corey the boogans. He, he sees Corey yeah, doing that's the, a great point. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, they're swapping so I boogans. I guess they're soul bonded. They're soul bonded. Um, There's some other little homage stuff. Like they're, before we get to the point that we're at with the, the fridge on top of them and the knife in the hand. You know, there's a point where she grabs a knitting needle like in mm-hmm. the first one and tries to stab him. But, oh, hey, this ain't my first rodeo, is what Michael says. First thing he said in 40 years, he goes, this ain't my first rodeo. Yeah. yeah. No, he goes, whoop, this ain't my first rodeo. <laughs> um, okay, and then Allison comes in mm-hmm. and goes, Grandma, no. Or she probably goes, Lori, no. <laughs> and stops it. And then Lori very slowly slits his wrist, mm-hmm. like long ways. Yeah. That got me. I grotesque. went, Ugh, and I slid yeah. down on my seat. Um, and then he's dead. And yeah. the cops show up, including Hawkins. who He's the guy, the older cop that she's flirting with in the grocery yeah. store and stuff like that. What happened to this man? <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but I watched Halloween Kills right before we went and saw this. Yeah. This man looks like he has aged 10 years yeah. since still a last handsome, year. Though. He's still a handsome guy, but yeah. he just looks, and he looks lost the entire time. Like, <laughs> I think maybe what happened is this guy went from 68 to 72. Yeah. And that just, I don't know if you know this, Chris, that 70 yeah. milestone, yeah. that fucking gets you. It yeah, gets you. But look at William Shatner. That's a great point. He looks crazy for 95. 
He's 95 years old. Yeah, that's insane. Old. Yeah. He's 95, and I watch him on that Unexplained show sometimes mm-hmm. on the History Channel, and I don't see a 90. Like, Mel Brooks is 95, and he looks 95. Oh, absolutely. But Do you know how old uh, Seinfeld is? Jerry Seinfeld? Yeah. Is he 70? He's in his 70s, I believe. Yeah, I heard him say it the other day. He's looking pretty good. Me and him were just hanging out, and he was like, oh, Nick, did you know I'm 70? Me and, and the boy like, Jerry. Hey, um, what's the deal? Did you like how I 70? got into a Jerry as that sentence yeah. went on? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, I believe he's in his 70s. Uh, wow. Let me look it up real quick. And so... Basically, the cops show up. They see everybody inside, including Hawkins. Yeah. And they're like, boy's dead. Yeah. And they're like, cool. Not dead enough. Mm-hmm. So We're going to handle this the way we handle it out here and then cop from the last movie with the cowboy hat comes out and they're strapping michael to the hood of their car mm-hmm. and they go he goes this ain't how we do it and yeah. then another cop who i think is danny mcbride he's on screen for half a second really i missed it goes it is tonight and then yeah. they drive, or maybe he says this isn't how we do it yeah either way and then they drive to the junkyard with a big like funeral procession behind them everyone in the town drives yeah, to the junkyard there together. Yeah. And they hold him up the way that I feel like, you know, they do Superman and stuff when Superman's hurt or like Spider-Man. And yeah, stuff. exactly. It's, it's, it's like, like Spider-Man train to you. They like yeah. crowd surf him over to, yeah. it's what are those machines called? The Grinder. The Cruncher. Yeah. The Annihilator. The Decimator. Anyway. But uh, he definitely, yeah, it just—it was an odd choice to me because it, it seemed like something you usually do when you're like trying to do like the whole hero Christ yeah. thing. But whatever, they throw him up in that thing. Well, they set him up on the ledge and Laurie gives him a little push. And then he gets decimated. It grinds him up real good into yeah, a paste. just totally annihilated. And then we cut to later. Yes. Another day. Yeah. Uh, Allison's leaving Haddonfield. Good for yeah. her. Lori's writing her book, talking to Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Tell me about those cherry blossoms. He drops off vegetables. Yes. Earlier she said the thing about how they're good for you. You should yep. buy them. Yep. And so he gives her a bunch of vegetables. Uh-huh. And then we get a bunch of shots of her house. And the last shot is of the mask sitting on her coffee table. Because Weird. guess what, Chris? She got the boogans. She got it? Yeah. Didn't you just say that when he killed her? And he got the flashbacks and they're swapping boogans? So you think now she's... I didn't until you said that. Until you Ooh. said they're swapping bookings. So maybe she's got the bookings now. What if they make another secret one? And that's the thing. It's Halloween Lee. continues. Yeah. And yeah, we get the Halloween ends title card. Halloween disappears, and stays, and then you get credits. Yeah. Is there anything we missed? I'm trying to think back. Oh, for sure. There's a lot that we missed. You think so? What's off the top of your head we can think of? I don't know. Let me think for a moment. I guess we glazed over that scene where the woman who gets stabbed in the neck in Halloween Kills. Oh, yes. She's sitting in that wheelchair. And her sister's like, fuck you, Lori Strode. Look what you've done. You antagonized that man. Yeah. That's another thing that the radio host says to her, I don't uh, to Allison. I don't know if you were in the bathroom at that point, but he's like, uh, he says something to Allison along the lines of like, this is all her fault. She's the one who bullied a mentally disabled person until they mm-hmm. snapped. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah, something about this that I don't like is I loved in the last one. Where they're like, oh yeah, Michael Myers has no interest in you, Laurie Strode. Yeah. You were just kind of in his way. The doctor brought him to you. And this one, he's like, I'm going to go back to Laurie Strode's house. I think he was going after the guy who had his mask. I think he wanted a mask back. Okay, yeah, yeah, that could be it. Yeah. I do I do like when he shows, uh, Corey shows up one night there before they go to the radio station. It, like, cuts to Michael standing outside the house watching him, like, 
Michael was his ride. Like his, his dad drove him there. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Like I said, like one of the things that harkens back to, you know, we, weird universal horror movies or even like a bucket of blood is like, again, the one, like there, I almost like the thing about Corey where he's just like a wolf among us kind of a thing. Like where he yeah. just keeps off going off and doing murders and then just coming back. Like everything's fine. That almost is okay. But he does not though. Yeah, I feel like he comes back every time. Like, oh, Allison, Allison, worse. I gotta talk to you, Allison. We gotta. Like, can we go for a walk? Can we go get a go to the diner? Yeah. She's like, sure. And they go to the diner. He's like, I killed a guy. Yeah. She's like, I know you killed that little boy. And he goes, I said guy, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. I will say at this point, I'm getting nitpicky, and we gotta shut this down. Podcast over almost, but uh, it is a little odd how red flag he is from like the 13 minute mark on. Absolutely okay with it, and she's just enamored with it. Yeah, up until they have the fight, and a little bit after killing the first homeless guy, like I was like, okay, that's fine. But then it rapidly gets way worse. Yeah, and she's just blinded by how handsome he is. I guess keeps saying shit like, "I think I was meant to find you." Yeah. 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 So closing it out, I think I'm giving it a big fat D. I'm gonna give it a D plus. Okay. Yeah. I don't know I, off the top of my head where I would rank it amongst the other ones. I don't even remember if we ranked the last yeah, ones. We did, but it would. Well, I don't know if we would. Ra- we might have ranked the whole shebang. But again, we did it orally, and I don't think I wrote it down anymore. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. And I don't care. Yeah. Don't so. care either. Don't care either. You know, because honestly, I mean, I say it all the time, you know, for fun, absolutely, I'll probably watch pretty much everything besides like 7, 8, and like both the Rob Zombie ones. Mm -hmm. I just don't really need to see the Psycho Hellbilly shit, and I don't really need to. What about 2? I do want to revisit that. I think that's a prime candidate for us doing like a review. Absolutely, because we were so high on that movie, but we had just watched a bunch of dog shit right before it. I think that's prime candidate for for a revisit. But um, you know, I've said it before. I've said it again. Honestly, legitimately, like if there's anything that like I'd recommend to people, it'd probably be like one through three. Yeah. I don't know if I would go like stick my neck out for any of the other ones, other than to be like, you gotta watch five because Jason tries to run over a girl with a car and gets caught in a big net. <laughs> oh yeah, the car thing happens in a field and she's eight. And <laughs> so she, she really outruns it. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. Yeah. They're fun. They're fun movies. Do you remember the one? It's it's the Rob Zombie one, where the kids go to the Myers house to like fuck around at night and like smoke weed and have sex and stuff. Okay, not ringing a bell yet. No, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the one with uh, with like all the hidden cameras inside the Myers house and Michael shows yeah. up. Mm-hmm. And those two people have sex in that room. Okay. What do they have sex on? I don't remember that one very well. They have sex on a mattress. <laughs> okay. And. And. This one is the equivalent of how you feel about the Friday the 13th. Sport. Like this one especially. Like the I was teeing you one. up to say that's that mattress, man. Oh, okay. Well, Sorry, go on hey. with whatever you were saying. No, it's just like when you're like, I can't remember a single second about this one. That's how I feel about the one with the hidden cameras. Gotcha. But yeah, so I wasn't hip to your your bit thing because I, I was legitimately thinking like, what the fuck? I think there's just a mattress in the middle of the floor. Yeah. The like last, I, Chris, if I'm being honest, the last 10 minutes, I haven't heard anything you were saying. I was like, when does somebody get killed on top of a mattress in one of these movies? Well, I biffed it again. Yeah. Um, the only thing I remember from that one really genuinely, and I'm being dead serious, is 
when Buster Rhymes gets fucking pissed at him for being in a Michael Scott yeah. costume. He's like, this is my bit. I'm doing this bit. Mm-hmm. And then he kung fu fights him a little bit dressed as Michael. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I can never forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I suppose that's that mattress man. If you need more soup, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or go to our website, eatingsoupalone.com. And until next time, 